Welcome back to the Amateur Adults Podcast, episode four. Hopefully not your second AA meeting of the day. My name is Jake. My name's Hunter. Hunter, I have a question for you. Uh, have you ever been bullied? Wow, jumping right into it. Straight in. Um, I don't think I've ever been bullied, per se. I've definitely been teased, um, to, I mean, a little bit, not, not too harshly. Um, but, at, like, growing up, I was always super thin um, very pasty. Like it, I, it didn't matter how many hours a day I spent in the sun. You could not tell, bro. I yeah, was either same. white or burnt white. Same, same. <laughs> um, and then also, you know, a little bit deeper. Um, I had acne, which is something that kind of everybody goes through in their puberty years, but, uh, it really hit me hard. Um, and I think that was something we connect on now. Yeah, too. absolutely. I mean, we were just a couple pizza face boys back in high school i mean i was pimped up (laughs) hard like face neck shoulders back like it was it was really really bad uh got teased the shit out of for that one um uh got yeah so teased for having acne uh teased for being too skinny uh teased for like you said being super white very pasty uh I also got teased for losing my virginity a little bit late, which if you listen to last week's episode, go listen now if you haven't, uh, you would know that I was only a uh, 0.9 years above the average, so lay the fuck off me, guys. But yes, teased for that as well. Can't say that I have that problem. No, oh, this guy, you know, pussy king over here. <laughs> but uh, I still think that there's an important distinction to be made between teasing and bullying, because... Those sort of things, the things that I went through, they, like, drove me to, like, kind of be be better. Like, I, I go to the gym now, like, six days a week, and one of the reasons was, you know, it wasn't all from external factors, like, people telling me I was too skinny. Obviously, there was a big internal portion of me that wanted to, you know, go to the gym and be healthy and look good and feel good, but... Uh, I definitely, one of the biggest things, the acne was one of the key reasons why I took Accutane, which for anyone who doesn't know, is like the strongest possible uh, acne medication. So I wouldn't say I've been bullied, definitely teased. Yeah, just to kind of add on to that, um, like you and I kind of recently have been playing with the idea, uh, we call it character carving. Um, It's kind of, it's just a synonym for being teased, but Um, To me, that really means like the way that you handle a situation. There's always that quote, you can't uh, you can't handle what happens to you. The only thing you can handle is how you react. Absolutely. I think it plays right into that. Like you can take that teasing and you can just um, like let it get to you or you can build off of it. And I think you and I are examples of building off of it. And for me, it wasn't that heavy. So uh, I guess it wasn't that hard to build off. I was kind of... I guess the teaser a lot of the time, um, but bullying on the other hand, I, I know that I can speak for both of us. Neither one of us condone it. I think we kind of uh, consider bullying like anything that turns um, from extreme verbal harassment to physical, physical violence. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Repeated nonstop targeting of the same person. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a difference between like teasing your friends and just like shitting, you know, roasting people. Uh-huh. And, and then there's like actual bullying, which can lead to like some pretty severe consequences. But I think 
what we the uh, one of the important messages we wanted to get across is that in a way teasing can be a good thing kind of like I, it can be a productive thing if you harness it correctly and you don't let it like dominate your who your you know how you, you know your reaction to it yeah yeah i really think that teasing can be a good thing because if you look um like deeper than that surface level a lot of the things that people are teased about um can't be changed which is the unfortunate that can turn you know pretty nasty pretty quickly because as somebody who gets teased if there's nothing you can do about it then you know you just feel that like that That, self-doubt and kind of shame that's when it becomes unfair Mm -hmm. slash in a way off limits you know i'm a big proponent of freedom of speech but you shouldn't tease somebody for something that they have absolutely no control of yeah genetic things or like situational things that where they did not have a say in the matter or a choice Mm -hmm. but i mean if it's something like Bro, your haircut is fucking ass. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like you should you should be able to tease people for that. And I think it's an important part of growing up. It it really does build character. I think we have a lot of really soft ass people in our society nowadays. Yeah, I can say that I really don't agree with this like pussy ass participation trophy winning <laughs> kids that PC are growing up. Bullshit. <laughs> But I I really believe that, like, you have to kind of constantly test the limits with your friends and then you can, you know, you have to tease each other. And then in that way, you guys both get to learn, you know, how to converse in a joking manner. You get to learn how to have fun. And then if it does get a little escalated, it's a really good, um, like, amateur way for people to deal with confrontation. Yeah. On a side note, that... When you said participation trophy, that really resonates with me because I think that our generation, we were the very last generation that that wasn't completely incorporated into our into our childhoods. Like even we start we started to catch it at the tail end. But like, yo, in elementary school field day, if you won the fucking three-legged race you got a ribbon and everyone else suck a dick you didn't win Uh okay and you you don't deserve one because you didn't win and nowadays you know even my little sister who's five years younger everyone got like a participation award what is that doing for children what is that doing for anybody if everybody's a winner nobody's a winner Mm -hmm. there's no greater lesson to internalize early that if you don't work your best or work your hardest and be your best self, then you're not going to win anything and you don't deserve to win anything until you become better. And it it takes all the value out of winning. And then 100%. it, It also does not in any way, shape or form, like allow people to have any glimpse of an idea what the actual adult world is going to be. And I mean, we're just coming into it, but if like, a hundred people try out for something. I guess I can use this as an example. Um, I just recently joined the uh, heavy equipment um, operating engineers union. And so there were 500 people this year that actually tried out for the apprenticeship application and only 40 of us got in. So those other 460 people, like it, it fucking sucks. But yeah. it just kind of um, prompts you to get, you know, your resume up or your person skills up 
or whatever it may be to try and better yourself so you can make it next year. Yeah, and similarly, I, I'm I'm in college working on getting my prerequisite classes done uh, for for dental and, and dental hygiene that field, and it is a it is a highly specialized and um, it's a really narrow field. Like not a lot of people get in. It's very competitive. Only 30 people will be accepted out of the hundreds that apply. How is it going to benefit me being told, no, 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 you're, you're still a winner. Even if, even if I don't deserve to be there, you know, I got to learn quickly and early that I got to work hard for things or else I'm not going to get them. I'm not going to send in my application and they're going to be like, well, you know, you weren't the best, but we'll, we'll let you in anyway. Like, no, that's uh-huh. not how it works. So one thing that I do really like about the participation trophies is it, it does encourage everybody to do something to take that initial step. Because if you don't participate, you don't get a trophy. The initial step is good. But everything else, like it, there's no incentive for trying harder because everybody is getting, you know, like the same um, award no matter their performance. And so I, I just really don't agree with it. But that, that kind of leads back into, I really do, um, like condone the teasing. Stuff. Yeah, man. If you finish last in the three legged race, I'm going to tease the hell out of you. If you finish last in anything, and especially if it's something like physical, because you know, that's an aspect of people's life that can be easily changed with, you know, just a little bit more time, dedication, effort. I mean, we've always been really skinny guys, but we're kind of getting into, um, like a healthier body, like a, a little bit, um, I don't want to say bulky, but we're definitely not getting, you know, like plump and round, but it's because I think a a big um, component of that for me was being teased a little bit early on. Like I didn't hit 135 pounds until my senior year in high school. I mean, yeah, I, I was a little heavier, but just cause I'm tall, like Mm -hmm. I was a rail, Mm -hmm. you know? And like, I was sick and tired of hearing that, you know, oh my God, I'm so skinny. Oh, you're so this, you're so that. And so I fucking went to the gym and I picked stuff up, picked stuff up and I put stuff down every day for a while. And like, I gained 15 pounds in between my senior year of high school and my first year of college. And I'm still technically under underweight for my height, but I'm up to almost 180 pounds now down up from I used to be the same height, 150, 160. Mm-hmm. Like I've really put in the work and I've even, I've changed my eating habits now. I, I pre, I, uh, I prepare meals at the beginning of the week with like meat and rice and like vegetables and stuff, which is another like important life skill to have all because I was sick and tired of being teased for being skinny. But another thing about what you were just saying, and I don't know if this can really be taught, but I like to think it can be is that. Um, if you notice something that you're lacking in, like you're getting teased for a specific thing, then go, I mean, with the internet at our fingertips today, you can just use Google and within seconds you can search up and get millions of results off of almost any, um, topic that you're interested in learning about. So if you are going to, you know, try to meal prep or you're going to try to exercise more, or you're going to try to whatever it is, then do a little bit of research, really come in prepared. But I think that'll benefit a lot of people. Yeah. I'd say it's never been easier to learn a new skill to, uh, 
to change yourself like with i mean we're in the age of the digital age the age of information yeah yeah. technology and it's never been easier to acquire new information to apply to yourself Mm -hmm. i mean all i did was go online muscleandfitness.com i found myself a free workout plan and i followed it and you know it's worked and i mean but yeah. I, I really don't think a lot of that would have been prompted without bullying. So now people are these huge fat fucks. And it's not like a medical condition, which is something that you also have to recognize and be a little bit cautious of. Yeah, you don't want to be out here labeling because some people have type 1 diabetes mm-hmm. and some people maybe had complications with a surgery or something. But that does tend to be the minority. But these huge overweight people are trying to spread this message of like body positivity. And I completely agree with body positivity if you're actively working towards yourself. Right. But if you're just okay with being fat and lazy and shuffing, I'm sorry, stuffing your face, like that, that doesn't really resonate with me. Right. And I don't think it's a healthy culture that's being adopted. One where, listen... I I don't think anybody should automatically have to feel ashamed every time they look in the mirror. Like, you know, you should be want to be uh, uh, one with yourself and accepting of who you are. But at the same time, actively condoning being 350 plus pounds is there's no it's not healthy. It's not natural for human beings. Mm-hmm. It's not uh, it's not natural. It's not normal. It's not healthy. And it shouldn't be revered or respected or condoned, really. I mean, I don't know. I'm not like, I don't want to like actively fat shame people, but at the same time, it's a little bit of teasing. Because that is something that can be changed. And, you know, that kind of makes sense to me because all of these, um, like all of these people who are big and are looking into the mirror and being okay with it, it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me because when I look in the mirror, I see, okay, today I put in, you know, however much time it was into exercise, a lot into reading, you know, 15 minutes into meditation, and then I feel proud of what I've done because I'm actively trying to improve myself. But like I said just a couple minutes ago, a lot of that was prompted because... Um, people, uh, I guess school is the biggest environment in which it happens, but they kind of, um, told me where I was lacking. And so I appreciate those people. Yeah. It's a little bit, it's like a little tough love. Mm -hmm. You know, I think there's nothing wrong with that. I think people will look towards those figures for that guidance. Like maybe it's a coach or a teacher or a friend or Mm -hmm. somebody that's going to be like, listen, man, you got to you got to change this. You got to change this. And I don't know when it became not acceptable to tell people these things. Like yeah. everybody's in everybody needs a safe space. Dude, fuck your safe space. Like it's not going to happen. No. When a natural disaster hits, nobody gets a safe space. <laughs> yeah. But it's just like when did it become oh, I need to feel comfortable at all times. I need to feel and there's nothing wrong with seeking comfort, but you shouldn't feel comfortable all the time. You shouldn't feel safe all the time. Life is not that cushy. Sometimes you need to feel a little uncomfortable and a little 
un, un, a little um, unease, at unease, you know what I mean? I do, because I'm a lot of the things that I've just uh, grown up reading about that are all these, you know, successful people, we all look up to whoever, you know, our parents or wealthy individuals or people who excel in whatever we're interested in. But one of the common um, themes that I hear is that you have to be comfortable getting out of your comfort zone because Absolutely. that is where all the growth happens. Absolutely. And it's just, it's become too easy nowadays to make an excuse or to just, I mean, life, it's really interesting. Life is difficult. Like you got to really crank and make it, make it work in this life. You got to find a way to make money. You got to find a way to, you know, you really got to make be on the ball to make it work. But simultaneously, life has never been easier. Yeah. And now today's world is filled with this instant gratification. But, but, um, kind of back to what you were saying earlier, like having a friend or a coach or a parent, somebody tease you. I really think those are the people that it really should mean the most from. You should kind of value their opinion because at the end of the day, those are also the people who are going to be kind of watching your back and they'll be watching your growth and hopefully growing with you. Somebody's got to bust your ass, you know? You need, you need, you need it. We need it. Every, nobody's perfect. Nobody, I'm not the most motivated person in the entire world, but I have people to check me yeah. if I'm not checking myself, you know, and it's okay to rely on other people. Find somebody that's going to help you find somebody that's going to support their support you, be for you, encourage you, you know? Yeah, especially if you can find somebody with similar goals, then you right off the bat have an accountability partner and then an extra stream of motivation. Um, so I really like both of those. Um, so I, again, with this kind of teasing thing, um, as soon as it's, you know, from somebody who you're not friends with malicious, yeah, then it's malicious and then it becomes a problem. I, I really think it's a problem. One of the biggest things is when it's done, you know, like over the internet because then you know first of all there's no face-to-face interaction so people have no repercussions for their words whatsoever it's really easy to say you're gonna fuck someone's mom when you're hiding behind a keyboard Uh uh-huh it's it's so easy and we experienced that you know growing up on the microphone like on you know xbox live parties exactly But that one, it's the exact same thing. There's no face-to-face interaction. And so you're just saying, I'm going to go fuck your mom. Yeah. And you have no consequences. You know, calling someone the N-word on a Modern Warfare 2 server. like Which, yeah, is <laughs> never acceptable. But even, like, it's just easier for people to do it. And, Absolutely. And um, uh, another common theme that I've seen just in my short amount of years kind of coming into this adulthood is people really are going to you know, um, take as much as you'll give them, whatever they can get away with, they'll try and do. And then they'll try more. Exactly. So, um, these people who are doing it online too, when you're typing or, you know, it's being, it's being read, the information that's coming in is being read. You can't really feel their tone. You can't see their expressions. You can't hear the, you know, if there's any, um, you know, sarcasm in it or satire in it. It's easy to misinterpret meaning. Very easy. But there's something I want to talk about, uh, cyberbullying, right? It's become, I think, the the main form of bullying 
in today's world, I mean, how often do you still see the guy that shoves you into a locker and, you know, hits all the books out of your hand? Sure, it happens, of course. But, like, I think it's definitely been replaced by this new form of communication that is social media. And obviously, it can lead to some really devastating effects. But I got to be honest with you, I'm not even sure I really understand how it works. I mean, here you are, right? Someone adds you on Snapchat. And they're bullying you. They're saying awful things. Oh, your mom's dead or whatever. Oh, you're a fat piece of shit. I don't understand. You can just block them or remove them from your friends. Like, I don't understand how with the block features, the mute features, and the private account features, how do you even be cyberbullied? I don't get it. Yeah, I I really think that kind of goes to, especially right now, like, None of the kids are in face-to-face school, so cyberbullying is going to be at an all-time high. And then, you know, these kids, they're going to be... Everybody wants to be accepted by their peers, and so if you don't block somebody, then it's like, well, you know, they're still following me, so I I have this certain level of, like, um, coolness is a really dumb term, but but I really think um, as soon as you start to block somebody, then... People are pretty, um, at least the kids nowadays, they're pretty readily able to um, jump on you. And so you can... So you think that's what it is? Like, oh, you're a pussy, you blocked him. You yeah, you yeah. blocked him. And Interesting. And everybody knows that you blocked him. And then you're, you know, teased even more because you blocked one person. But I, I really think that that, you know, private account feature on Instagram is wonderful because then you get to filter who comes into your... I can't even fathom having a public account. I don't understand the people that do. Like, I want... I I barely want to talk to, like, the 20... You know, I talk to about, like, 10, 15 people on a, mm-hmm. on a semi-daily basis. I have, like, 300 and something followers on Instagram. I know, I know who they are, mm-hmm. but, like, I don't want to talk to these people, and why the hell would I want a bunch of other random people, too? Like... That's why I just feel like private accounts are like a base. They're like a borderline for me, like a bare minimum. For me, um, I do have a public account on Instagram specifically, but uh, I think I really do that because um, the kind of main concepts and themes that I try to put out are like just happiness or positivity or bettering yourself. And I don't, I can't say that I know anybody that truly has a hatred for me. Like maybe a couple of people dislike me, but, um, I have no, you know, ill will towards anybody. Even if they've done me wrong, I kind of try to, you know, forgive and learn from it. Don't forget because mm-hmm. then you're just going to get fucked again, mm-hmm. but forgive and learn from it. Yeah. I think, I think if you want to take this through another, uh, uh, topic uh the forgetting and forgiving why has that become so difficult nowadays like i feel like in our society you're treading on thin ice you fuck up once you're done where's the forgiveness where's the where's the learning where's the maturity are we no longer allowed to make mistakes nobody gets any grace anymore but i think like in a really simplistic way, we could tie that back to that fucking it's PC um, man <laughs> participation trophies because 
because <laughs> if everybody is a winner and nobody's allowed to criticize the losers, as soon as you do criticize somebody for doing something, even if it's morally wrong in your eyes, then you're still the one who gets all the hatred for it. Dude, social media sucks ass. I, I swear to God, like, I, I'm on Snapchat, I'm on Instagram, I'm a bit of a hypocrite, because, you know, I love sending stupid-ass filters and stuff to my friends, but man, do I hate social media, and man, do I kind of wish we lived without it, because I think it's honestly responsible for so many problems. So, I, I'm really torn on this one, because I, you know, going going through high school, our generation was really the first to kind of encompass that everybody's on social media, so you have to jump on. Absolutely. And so I got sucked into it. And then social media is all about instant gratification or polarizing people. But I also think it's a wonderful tool for networking. And then you also get to, you know, see different people's accounts that you might be able to learn from, benefit from, and then... True. So like with everything in life, it's a gray zone. Nothing's black and white. There's pros and cons to most things. It can be such an incredible resource if you're trying to grow a business mm -hmm. or a brand or a podcast, a podcast or experiencing <laughs> new things, new ideas. But at the same time, I can only take so much of people's dumbass opinions. Like, mm -hmm. I don't understand why everybody thinks that their opinion is worth the holy word of God, basically. I mean... It's just, and forget about, forget about just your opinion. You better have the correct opinion because if you have the incorrect opinion, you get absolutely flamed. I mean, that is going to pretty heavily relate to politics, which, you know, uh -huh. if you say anything about a, a certain candidate or a certain side or whatever, you're going to get destroyed. And I mean, I think we're losing that critical first amendment that our country was founded on is freedom of speech well you know, no longer i think do you have the freedom of speech unless you want to be ripped apart by your even your friends and your family members and everything yeah you definitely face repercussions as soon as you say anything that's like against the the norm you know um and i think that is something that we're really fostering um now with the new kids like the young ones that are growing into today's society it's is, propaganda <laughs> um is that they're so polarized and they're seeing their family members polarized mainly by politics but it also goes into religion Dude, finances twitter is such a cesspool of just garbage i mean Okay, it, wait, wait. Can I tell you something? Yes. I have never once been on Twitter. Me neither. I, I, don't, I don't own Twitter, but it's impossible to avoid it because, you know, you see screenshots of tweets on Instagram. You, you don't have to have a Twitter account to view Twitter. Mm -hmm. So I have viewed Twitter before. And it's just, you see tweets. Tweets are kind of the most... Um, popular form of this is my opinion i want the world to see my opinion mm -hmm. so if anybody you care about has a twitter you're gonna know their opinion whether you have twitter or not you're gonna be like oh news articles this person tweeted this that's news nowadays what people tweeted yeah because news is about clicks and about profit right. but and, and so really quick the 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 polarization of people is so attributed to to social media. There is no civility anymore. There's no educated 
conversations. There's no, let's sit down and talk this out like adults. There's just, I'm on Twitter and I, let's say that I love Bernie Sanders. I'm going to go on Twitter and I'm going to find everyone else who loves Bernie Sanders. And I'm not going to listen to any other opinions. I'm not going to take in any other, uh, topics or anything. I'm going to stay hard fast to my beliefs and no one's going to persuade me otherwise. And I think that's really dangerous. And I think that's really driven by social media. And then it becomes a total us versus them mentality, which is always toxic. It's terrible. But, um, I do think it's driven by social media, you know, tenfold what it normally is. And that's because first of all, you have limited characters that you can put something and then people's attention is so limited now that if you do post this huge long Instagram thing, people dread reading it and maybe they'll skim over the first couple lines, but, but that's what, um, you ever heard the phrase TLDR? No. Too long. Didn't read. Really? Yeah. So if you see something that's just way too long, people will be like, yo, can I get a TLDR? Just like sum it up for me, man. I don't, I can't, I don't want to read all this. Which is crazy because then that's also, you know, inhibiting uh, people's ability to have conversations where they hear somebody else's point of view and then like a rational adult. I mean, we're amateur adults, so obviously we're not great at it every time, but to hear the other side out and then also... A big one nowadays is, like you were saying, there's no fact-checking. So where are oh, these people... there's fact-checking, but it's not real fact-checking. <laughs> it's bullshit is it's... what it is. It's We're only going to check the facts if they apply to our side. And uh-huh. we're going to casually sweep everything else under the rug to, you know, pull the pull the blanket over your eyes. Because we don't, we don't want you seeing that. You know, it's, it's so hard to find accurate, correct mostly unbiased media nowadays you just you really have to check your biases and be aware of what you're consuming mm. i mean that's really the best you can do which i i feel like i'm trying to be a big uh, proponent in the idea of if you whatever it is whatever religion you follow whatever sports team you follow whatever political view you have try to try to um, like learn the argument for whatever topic you're having from the other side's perspective. So you're playing like devil's advocate almost at all times against yourself because either you're going to strengthen your own argument and then you're going to have some real, you know, reliable and great information to go off of, or, you know, Imagine this. You might even change your opinion because wow. you become educated in a subject. <laughs> what a novel concept. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's everything that you've said I agree with on completely. And I mean, where do we go from here? I I I think we have to bring it back to that cyberbullying because boy oh boy, like I kind of think we have to touch on this because it's one of the biggest um, pieces in bullying itself is what it leads to. And when people have no repercussions for their actions, and especially right now, nobody's having face-to-face interactions, it can lead to a huge misinterpretation of whatever somebody's trying to portray to you, whether it's positive or negative. And That's got to be the most dangerous aspect of cyberbullying is that you're not there to view the repercussions of what you've done. Especially if you are trying to say something like with some sarcasm or satire and you thought it was a joke and whoever is receiving it takes it seriously. 
they may not say it, but that'll take a huge mental toll mm-hmm. on them that they'll have to deal with for the rest of their life, which hopefully is a long one, but mm-hmm. it can also lead to, you know, a shorter tragic ending than expected. Yeah. Um, just because I, I feel like cyberbullying, we've experienced it a lot in the high school that we went to. It's led to a few tragic suicides. That- I, yeah, I think the this I don't know if it's like a, a different subject or a name for it or what you would call it. But like, I think I don't actually know the exact reasons for some of the suicides in our high school what exactly they were stemmed from uh-huh. but i think that a, a really tragic thing that happens nowadays is like kids are blackmailing each other hard with like <laughs> there's like a train going by or something so a fucking train just went by and then while we were like waiting for the train to go by the fucking recording just it stops <laughs> Because it connected to some Bluetooth, God knows where. And anyway, we're back. Back, back. in the building. Hopefully, you're still hanging with us. Because we still have a couple more things to say. Thank you for dedicating your time. Anyway, if I remember correctly, uh, we were talking about um, kind of like sexual violence has become like a thing. Yeah, you were talking it's, about blackmailing. It's like, yeah, kids are, kids are blackmailing each other. It's like, oh, I have pictures of your tits. Or I've got a picture of your dick, and if you don't do what I want, I'm sending it to everyone. Like, can you think of a more traumatic and devastating experience when everybody that you know has a device that could just be instantly sent a picture of your nude body? Another thing, really quick, super quick tangent, gotta do it. But another thing is the fact that everybody has a fucking camera in their pocket 24-7 at all times that they can whip out instantly sucks i hate it so much you can't do anything now without it being recorded in some way in some form by somebody you know how many videos you're in that you don't even know you're in i know it's the worst i feel like the book 1984 becomes more true every day go read it if you haven't read it 1984 by george orwell big brother's watching Mm. bro big brother is out there they're watching. All right, I've let you now. I'm gonna let you speak. So, so going back to that blackmail, and then what you're saying about the amount of videos that you're in. Once somebody does have that photo of you, or, or once it's sent, once it's on the internet, you're not getting that shit off of the internet. No. So, like, you really have to be careful with what you put out there and what's going on, because you don't realize it, but like your information of course is sacred and it's a commodity but it can be pulled up in it can be incriminating in so many different ways seriously you really have to be careful with what you're doing and just recognizing the fact that like your your photos or whatever you're putting out there are just you know forever in this non-existent space that is the internet is such a wild concept yeah it's it's crazy to think about. Not to mention, good luck keeping any of your like data private or like uh-huh. information. Like, it's a feast of just who knows, bro. The, the, all the fucking Mark Zuckerberg knows what kind of porn I watch. I don't know. What Man, am I gonna do yeah. about it? I mean, <laughs> I mean, obviously, most people aren't important enough for it's stepsister, for... by the way. Step <laughs> stepsister. <laughs> <laughs> 
but obviously most people aren't really important enough for somebody to be watching at all times. Of but, course. But, you know, with everything so accessible, like from right now um, on my phone, I can access my investment account, my bank statement. Credit card. Access, exactly. You can access, you know, your address is on there. Yo, you can do your, your fucking taxes on your phone. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> That's like... That's like so not secure. I, there are some people that are probably doing their taxes at, in Starbucks on public Wi-Fi, completely unguarded. Like, oh my god! But, but I mean, separate from the taxes stuff, something that's crazy about our handheld devices is that we could, if you have enough financial means, you could literally never leave your house again, and you could survive as long as your money does. You can order, you know, transportation, you can order food, you can order whatever. Oh, you could Postmates whatever you want, like, it, to your house. I know. That's... And it's it, unbelievable. And I think that contributes to the unhealthy lifestyle we were talking about earlier. Why? Because it's right at your fingertips, and so it's whenever a world you of, want something... Yeah, ultra convenience. It, because you don't even have to, you know, make that decision like, oh, do I want to go drive to, I don't know, the freaking burger joint, or, oh, look, I can just click, and, oh, it'll be here in 25 minutes. Yeah. Like, that is insane. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, the internet is just kind of a wild thing, and so you really have to be careful what you do with it, um, and then teasing on it. Um, I definitely like a good joke, and I really like... I'm all for everyone just lightening the fuck up. Like, why you gotta seriously. take everything so goddamn seriously, Seriously. Man? Like, people need to learn to take a joke, and if you, or if you don't want to take the joke, don't take the joke, but just buzz off, you know, don't... Yeah. Don't, don't like take me too seriously, man. If you don't want to take the joke, you can also just, you know, like preemptively separate yourself from whatever account is making the joke. But if somebody, you know, pulls a clip out of wh whoever you're not fond of, please like fact check it because a lot of the times it's taken out of context. It's, you know, one or two sentences that were, you know, I think it was you that was telling me. I don't know what the percentage is, but like a bunch of people read just the headline of an article. They don't click on the article. Uh -huh. They don't read it. They internalize it as news and they use it in arguments and and discussions. Yeah. Just the headline. Just the headline. It, it is so insane because a lot of the profit in the media now, especially on these online articles, is the headline because, yeah. you know, that's what you know gets clicks if you have a better headline than the next person then you're going to be getting the views and then the ads you'll be getting the revenue from that but it is just crazy to me because people can tr twist you know words and phrases in any way that they want or you can also have your you know your bias diction you know your your um just like the wording of things so that you can tell what perspective you have right off the get-go, and then people will click just because they agree with the perspective. Exactly. I I just really don't understand it. Like, I, <laughs> it's really funny because um, I'll actively in conversations create this really weird um, dynamic where somebody will be explaining whatever it is to me, a topic that we disagree on, and then 
uh, usually I agree with them. I just play devil's advocate, but immediately off the bat, I'll be like, oh, so where did you get that information? And you do not know how many times I've heard, oh, I don't know. I must've just heard it somewhere yeah. from my, you know, my friend's brother's mom or, you know. Yeah. My dead grandma's cat. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's where I got my information. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. But enough with the rants. Uh, we really appreciate you guys tuning in to the fourth episode in a row. Keeping it consistent. Tuesday nights. Every Tuesday coming night. Out. Mark your calendars, folks. Yeah, that goes back to the accountability partner. There man. you go. But uh, Basically, uh, just go out and uh, tease your friends. <laughs> <laughs> Find something to tease your friends about. Keep it lighthearted. Keep it lighthearted. Then... Make sure it's not malicious, you know. Don't make anyone depressed, but... but thank you guys so much for tuning in this far and if you like it it really helps if you you know give us a share give us a fucking share you greedy bastards (laughs) if you have any feedback feel free to let us know and uh we really appreciate this is how you're spending your free time so uh thanks guys till next week till next week